And uh, yeah, I think with that, we're going to get to week 11 of football, which was crazy. It was nuts. It made no sense. There were some fantastic games uh, and there were some clunkers. It was just everything you wanted. Uh, I'll start off with the Thursday night game where Patriots blanked the Falcons. Just shouting my boys out again because I'm going to ride this train as long as it lasts before these four games that happen next. Uh, hey, they could, that they train. could go well. They could go they, well. They could go well. Um, the Ravens win 16-13 against the Bears with Tyler Huntley at the helm. Justin Fields gets injured. Bears are all over the place. Tyron Taylor and the Texans stunned the Titans 22-13. They ended their own eight-game skid. And the Titans Tyrod Taylor does. Six-game win streak. It's crazy. Tyrod scored all the touchdowns. He ran in both of their touchdowns. That's all he did. Uh, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor deserves everything good in this world. He does. I love Tyrod Taylor. And especially after how he lost that position to Justin Herbert. Oh, God. It was horrible. And Tyrod I, Taylor and I, should be in, in litigation right now suing the shit out of that doctor. He's too probably. nice of a guy. Yeah, he's like, Are you, you ruined my life. Me? You punctured <laughs> my lungs, so I lost the quarterback position job. I am taking you to court. I don't care how good of friends we are. Matt has a lot of legal uh, has a lot of uh, legal expertise, so he's ready to help Tyrod when he's ready to go. Uh, and we'll tell you how that expertise goes. might be a stretch, but he's got he's got. Some he lost in the starting quarterback job. That's a lot of money. You take that, that man to court. <laughs> there you go. Um, speaking of the Colts, they blow out the Bills. It wasn't close. 41-15 to uh, behind five touchdowns from Jonathan Taylor and a dominant defensive performance that produced four turnovers. Bills, this is their second ugly loss in three games. They lost to the Jaguars, you'll remember. They blew out the Jets, but who cares? Um, are you worried about the Bills? They're not I the am. Top of, yeah. I okay. am. Yeah. I have it, you know, because – and, like, we've talked a lot about how it, it's it's – this year particularly feels very, very like the, the parity is even more so, um, and, and it's 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 a year where no team has looked ever that good. I, I feel like every team has had, or not every team, but most of the teams you, we think are good have had at least one good game, like one game where you're like, wow, that was that was a Super Bowl winning performance. And then they've also had a performance like the Packers against the Saints, the Buccaneers against Washington, like. Every team seems to have a marquee win and a real, real shitty loss. Uh, but the way just Buffalo's been playing throughout the year, like early on, I, I was kind of like, all right, start of the year. They're, they're fine. We know who this team is. And it that it doesn't seem to be changing. And, and a lot of it's Josh Allen. Josh Allen has, has seemed to regress this year. He's throwing – he's back to his, his early days where he's turning the ball over far too much. Yeah, no, I agree. And and I got to say, though, I mean, as good as the Buffalo Bills coaching staff is, how in three seasons have you not given this man a running back? Like, go out and get a running back for him. I mean, I, I, I agree. Josh, uh, Josh Allen is doing some stuff wrong. Don't get me wrong. But like, it's really easy to play the Bills offense. It's super easy. Like I as a Patriots fan, I'm worried about playing the Colts more so much more than the bills because it's going to be real easy they're not they don't have a run game so just double everybody and then try to make josh allen win the game but they haven't really had a run game before like i don't i don't think i i was almost against the packers with lafleur at first because he wants to implement the run game so much because i am such a believer that you don't need the run game it's a great thing to have and it certainly has helped green bay this year but i, I don't think you need a run game anymore uh, as much like I, it would certainly help, but I, I, I don't think that like was going to change 
everything that's going on with Buffalo. Because to, to, to me, it feels more like it's Josh Allen maybe trying to do too much or he's just making some of those poor decisions again. And I'm not sure a run game is going to change that. I think it would give him some options so he doesn't have to make as many decisions. And I and I agree that I don't think a run game is as important as it used to be. And, like, I'm not saying the Bills need to go out and become the Patriots in a run game or anything like that or the Eagles. But what I'm saying is they their lack of run game, rem- like, makes the Chiefs look like they have a dominant run game, which they don't. You know what I mean? I think there's a difference between not relying on the run game very much and that being okay and literally not having – Devin Singletary doesn't – how many carries did he have? Zach Moss, how many carries did he have? Josh Allen is the best runner in that team, and it's not because he, he is. It's because he doesn't have another option, and I think he's forced to make a lot of decisions. And granted, he should be making better decisions, um, but I, I think it does hurt them. And why I think it's, it's – you're right. It has existed this whole time. It's not new, but I, as a team – continues to be who they are we saw it with the Chiefs this year a little bit people figure you out more and figure out how to use your weaknesses against you and I think we're seeing teams who are able to be stout and really like just get up in your face they found out we don't even stop the run we're going to keep Josh Allen where he does make him make all the decisions in the game he's not going to have any help he's going to have to make all the plays he's not going to have a running back to pass off to and and we'll just hope that our secondary can hold against it because we don't really need to pack the box for a runner uh, well, maybe that maybe what's what like Buffalo needs to do more of than in that case because I think the Chiefs is a good example because like right there you you don't need a, a run game to win the Super Bowl you don't even right. Tampa last year they ran the ball well in the playoffs but it wasn't like they had a great you know rushing attack uh, but I, but what Kansas City has always done really really well of without that that run game is supplementing the run game with a short passing game and yeah. and and I think Buffalo did that a lot better last year than they are doing it this year. Right, exactly. Like, you think last year Cole Beasley was, like, the best slot receiver in the league, and it feels like he's not even being used this year. Uh, and he, they've got Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders, uh, so they have two guys who can get the short passing game going. So I don't know if that's Josh Allen not wanting to make those passes or the coaching staff not implementing enough, but they need to figure something out because I'm telling you, they got two games against the Patriots back-to-back, and I thought as a Patriots fan that's going to be dangerous for us. I think right now I think it's more dangerous for them. Um, because Bill- I do, and I do think I do think it's on the coaching staff. I like I think the Bills got because like that that team the team shouldn't be six and four. And and you can't tell me that all those players are just like playing poorly. Josh, Josh Allen certainly needs to improve, but like again, like coaching staff needs to help help implement you know a better passing game for him to you know not be throwing. Or it's like if he's doing if he's kind of regressing to those things, go back to what you did to help get rid of that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I the question was, are we worried about the Bills? And the answer is yes. I mean, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl two weeks ago, and now I'm like, I don't. I mean, I think they still have a chance because the AFC feels wide open. Um, but I, I am, I'm worried about it. I'm more, I'm far more worried about the Bills than I was ever worried about the Chiefs. Okay, and so what? Here's what I'll say: with how worried you are about the Bills, how how confident are you with the Colts after this game? they're good Colts are legit they got they got a very very good defense uh Jonathan Taylor like we said like I he's not gonna win the MVP but I think he at least deserves to be in that discussion because he's been on absolute tear recently um Frank Reich's one of the best coaches uh in in the NFL and and Carson Wentz is playing better you know I as, as long as Carson Wentz doesn't get those like extremely stupid turnovers 
he's a very solid quarterback. It's just like five times a game he decides to be extremely stupid, and three of those result in these like game crippling turnovers. Uh, and he's cut down on that, I think, partly to do because of the quarterback coaching that that Frank Reich has done. Um, but yeah, I, I I believe in the Colts, and and they haven't beaten a ton of impressive teams. Um, but I, I think one of the reasons I believe that the Colts is like, I believe like the Colts to me seem to know who they are as well as anybody in the NFL. And in a year where everyone seems to be very up and down, I think there's a lot of, of, of strength and value in that. Yeah, I agree. They know who they are. They're kind of doing what the Browns wish they could do, you know, relying on a strong run game and defense and just letting the quarterback, you know, just not make mistakes, you know, setting it up for success and not trying to make him do everything because he does have some downside. Uh, and I find it so hard for me to say that a Carson Wentz-led team is going to be in the AFC Championship game. But, you know, as long as that coaching staff keeps him in safe situations, we'll be fine. I think that he'll probably face a defense here soon where Bill Belichick is going to make Carson Wentz win that game. And we will see what happens. We will see what happens. Um, and if he can prove to me... I think that Patriots game is very important for the Colts. I think if he can prove to me that against a Bill Belichick defense where he's going to take away Jonathan Taylor, he's going to say, Michael Pittman, Carson Wentz, you guys win this game. You're not going to win it on the ground. Um, if if he can do that, if he can make the plays, then I'll, I'll believe in them. I just think for me, there's so much with Carson Wentz that I've seen him do this season and in seasons prior where I, I still have a little worry. Are they contenders it's in the AFC? For sure they are. I'm just I think not it's a saying... good thing to bring up Michael Pittman, though, too, because I think part of the reason Carson Wentz has been playing better yeah. is that his receivers have been playing better. You know, like, yeah. that, that's one thing we don't we don't remember, too, with Philly. Like, Carson Wentz deserves a lot of, of the knock that, ha- that he had against him in Philly. He right. also had no goddamn help. He had nobody to throw the ball to. Or so like the, the Colts, the Colts <laughs> receivers, Michael Pittman especially, are stepping up. They're making plays, and they're, like— they're helping their quarterback, which is which is big too. Like it, it's I, I I think Carson Wentz feels so much more settled. And while in Philly, it, I think he felt like I have to do everything. And yeah, he, he couldn't. Nobody nobody can. I, I don't care who the quarterback. Aaron Rodgers and, and Tom Brady can't do that. So I think uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Where it's like, is he? Am I totally convinced he's going to go win them a game? No, but I, but I don't totally rule it out. I, I think that that Carson Wentz, that old Carson Wentz from – I mean, he was MVP candidate before he got injured that year they won the Super Bowl. I, I think that Carson Wentz is still in there. Um, and so far, Frank Wright is, is bringing him out. Right, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, in case you're wondering, the Eagles are still making their quarterback do everything. It's, it worked this week. Uh, they blow out the Saints 40-29. to It wasn't as close as the score indicates. Uh, Saints playing with Trevor Simeon kind of made a little comeback at the end. Hurts ran for three scores. Uh, that's what helped him win this game. I, what do we think of Jalen Hurts so far? I mean, he's been he's he hasn't cracked under the pressure of everything being on his shoulders so far in Philly. How long do you think it can last? Is he legit in this league? I think I think he is legit because I think uh, you know maybe it's it's I don't think they're asking him as much as they asked Carson Wentz, or maybe they're asking it in a different sort of way. I think what they're asking of Jalen, he can do. Um, and, and I think that offense, I think Nick Sirianni deserves, I mean, right now, if they keep this up, I, he's my coach of the year because I think they're going to be a playoff team. And I think he has crafted this offense around everything that Jalen Hurts is good at. 
And I think that to me is always a very impressive, you know, a lot of coaches are like, here's my strategy and this is how we're going to do it. I think the good coaches say, all right, what do I have around me? How do I maximize that? And, and Sirianni is especially doing that on the offensive side of the ball. I've, I've been really, really impressed with, with Philly. And I think if the Cowboys don't, you know, I, I, NFC East race might not even be done. I like, I think Philly's got a chance to still make that one interesting. And, and in the wide open NFC, I expect Philly to be a playoff team. There you go. Well, I love that. I, I don't know uh, the Eagles. <laughs> they have so many problems still even with that with that situation. But I agree. I think their coaching staff is doing something that we didn't expect them to do with Jalen Hurts, which is play to his advantages, which is good. Um, the Cowboys, speaking of NFC East, you know, they, they had this big game against the Chiefs. You know, Dak Prescott came in and said, oh, you know, they're not a measuring stick. I'm, you know, we're our own measuring stick. Uh, and the Chiefs beat them not offensively, defensively, which if you've watched the Chiefs defense this year, it's kind of like, oh God, that's a, that sounds kind of ridiculous. Uh, granted, Amari Cooper was out with COVID. Zeke and CD both got hurt in this game. One of them came back in, one of them didn't. Uh, they lose 19 to nine. Does this, does this mean anything? Was this an off week for the Cowboys and the Chiefs are just good and we knew that all along? Or, or does this say more about the Cowboys than it does the Chiefs? Um, I mean, I, I think it, I think it could maybe mean something in the fact that I'm not totally sold quite yet. Maybe like them. That's a lot of different words. No, I'm going to say, I'm not to- quite totally sold that the Cowboys are with the upper echelon. I, I still, th- I still think the Bucks, the Cardinals, the Packers, I, I still think they're, they're better. I think it's like, I think it's those top, top NFC teams. And then probably just the Cowboys by themselves, maybe the Cowboys and Rams, because the Rams seem to kind of be struggling right now too. And then everybody else in the NFC, um, where I, you know, I think they're a very, very good team. I just don't think, I don't think they're, they're as good as like ESPN has been wanting them to be. Oh my um, God. ESPN don't always get... wants Dallas to be like, I don't know how many times they're like, Dallas, the best team. Like, let's pump the brakes. You guys thought they were going to suck uh, the start of the year, which I didn't understand that either. I thought they were easily going to win the NFC East. Um, but yeah, I think maybe it's more of, uh, of uh, the, a comment on that, that, that Dallas isn't, because Dallas probably still should have won that game. Like you, you shouldn't be losing to the Chiefs nineteen to nine. I'm sorry. Like that that defense, that, that's the score similar to a score that that Chiefs and Packers had when Jordan Love was starting under center. So uh, I, I think it's a, a a poor performance by Dallas, and 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 I do think it is kind of indicative of the fact that they're not quite there yet. Right. I, I mean, both of these teams are not Super Bowl contenders for me. Granted, the Chiefs are always Super Bowl contenders with Mahomes, but I saw two teams that both have a lot of issues, and 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 the Chiefs yeah. made more of the Cowboys' issues than they did than the vice versa. But I still didn't watch the Chiefs and thought, oh, the Chiefs are back. You know no, what I no, mean? God no. So yeah. I, I think these are two teams with a lot of talent that won't go anywhere, and there's a lot of better teams to put your money on. And I I didn't take a lot from this game except for that both are kind of more mediocre than we want them to be. Or then, or that some you're right. ESPN stations are saying they are. Um, so I think the Chiefs still have the much better chance to make the Super Bowl because they're in the AFC. Of course, of course. because like the AFC is still, you know, are you really all that confident in Baltimore or, or Buffalo to, to nope. knock out the Chiefs? Not really, especially with Patrick Mahomes. Um, but yeah, I agree. Neither, neither it wasn't one of those games where you were like, "Wow, that team made a statement." It was kind of one of those teams where, where games where you're just like, "Man." Neither of these teams are looking all that sharp, are they? 
Yeah, exactly. And it was it was disappointing for a big game. We were expecting, you know, people were giving the over like crazy. Uh, another disappointing team that played this week, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks are 3-7. and seven. After losing to the Cardinals by 10 under center was Colt McCoy. Granted, Colt McCoy has been a revelation coming in for Kyler these last three weeks, so I'm taking nothing away from him. Colt's been a- killing it! I mean, without Dondre Hopkins too. Without Dondre Hopkins too, it's 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 honestly ridiculous. If you told me that the Cardinals are going to have like nine wins with Colt McCoy playing so happy a for third of their game, oh, so happy! You remember when he got his lights knocked out <laughs> back in the day? Do you remember that hit that he took? Oh my god, who doesn't remember that? It was nuts. Um, the Seahawks, it's it's a lost season, especially with their NFC division that they have to go through. Is is it's the gambit. So I for got, me it's I got a, I got a bold statement on the Seahawks, Jan. Okay, please give it to me, Matt. I, I think this is Pete Carroll's last year. Oh, I I, I, do, I don't think he's gonna get fired. Uh, I do think the the seat's a little hot, but he you know he stormed out of the press conference yesterday. He came back. He he even admitted it. He's not good at losing. You know, Pete Carroll has kind of been a front runner at most of the jobs he, he's uh, taken. And then when things start getting bad, he, he's not that great at bringing it back up. Um, but more so, Pete Carroll's 70 years old. He's the oldest head coach in the NFL. Uh, and I believe the third oldest guy to ever coach an NFL game. George Hallis and Marv Levy both were 72 when they were the oldest. So I, I think he's just getting up there in age. And I think, you know, he has to look at the situation in Seattle and, and be like, we're, we're not going to be competitive in our own division the next few years. So I, I think Pete Carroll is going to step away at the end of the year. Yeah, and that's so funny because I had a hot take, and it was that Russell Wilson's also not going to be there at the end of the year. I, I have a good chance. I think there's a good w- chance of that. I wouldn't be surprised if both happened. Honestly, yeah. if, if one leaves, I think one, the other One leaves. feeds into the other, really. Yeah, I think it, things are looking really bad in Seattle, and I can see them trading Russ for for the future. You know, get, you know what I could see them doing. I would love if they traded Russell Wilson to the 49ers, got Jimmy Garoppolo as a tied over quarterback, and and the 49ers get Russell Wilson because Trey Lance isn't necessarily there yet. Um, and I think Russell Wilson can still bring the 49ers to a to a good playoff run. Um, but you know, Russell Wilson also hasn't looked great. I can't imagine. Russell I can't imagine he's going to go to a division, a division rival. Um, okay. I, I okay. Have a hard so, time. I have a hard time believing. So, by the way, where do you think he would go? Because I like. I think Miami. Like you know, Miami's been 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 connected to Deshaun for so long. Maybe they still do want a younger guy. Maybe they're not thinking more when now. But but like, because that's Orleans. the thing. It's New Orleans. New Orleans. There. I like that one. I think, oh, and he, I think, I think him and Sean Payton would be a very very dangerous duo. Yeah, and it's really easy to sell Saints. We got a good defense, so you won't have to try to win every game like you, you used to. And we got a good running back, so you can have someone to make those plays for you that isn't you, because you can't run like you used to. And, you know, we'll work on getting you a receiver, which I think they can do. And, and maybe Michael Thomas comes back. I, I don't even consider him part of the league anymore. Um, but Seriously. <laughs> like got I, Alvin, I you got Alvin Kamara. Just throw the yeah. ball to Alvin a bunch. But yeah, exactly. I mean, and you actually, you know, man, I forgot. Russell, I mean, Russell's 33, so it is going to have to be... I think New Orleans. That's because yeah, Miami, he's probably, he's probably a little old for Miami right now. Right. I think New Orleans would be great. They got it. He likes playing for organizations that have a lot of heart. That's why he liked playing for Seattle for so long. Uh, so I think that New Orleans would be a good place to go. 
you know, he stays in the NFC. And I think New Orleans, what did you see from Jameis and from Trevor and from that quarterback room that you think, oh, well, that might ruin things? I don't think it would right. ruin anything. You know nah. what I mean? Uh, send Jameis Winston to Seattle. That'd be fun. <laughs> there you that go. That would be fun. That would be fun. I'm saying Great. have him throw to Lockett and Metcalf. That would be nice. Um, no, I, I think that he's not going to stay. And I think, you know, we're seeing some regression too. But yeah, Seahawks are in a lot of danger. The two best games of the week, which we'll talk about now last, two high-scoring back-to-back games. Uh, we'll, we'll start. Yeah, that's right, Scarlett. Yeah. That's right. They were crazy good. Um, the first we'll go through is your team who was involved in a 65-point uh, game, which was ridiculous. Uh, Packers and Vikings division rivalry always seems to be hard. Uh, the teams traded scores in the final two minutes. Vikings get the last possession, kick a game-winning field goal to win 34-31. to Rodgers played lights out. 385 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, <gasps> MVS- yeah, that's right, Scarlett. That, he, he is MVP. Uh, MVS got, had four for 123 and a touchdown. Devontae, two touchdowns and 115. Uh, you know, H. Dillon only got 11 carries. Kind of, you know, questions there. I'll have you talk about that in a sec. Kirk Cousins, on the other hand, had a great game as well. He's been doing low-key so, so good. Uh, Justin Jefferson, a monster game, 8 for 169 and 2 touchdowns. Who decided this game, Matt? Who decided this game? At the end of the day, when you looked at this game, why did the Packers lose and why did the Vikings win? Because Green Bay stayed at home. They didn't show up for the they didn't show up for the first start of the game, which put them down sixteen to three. Which uh, immediately you can't run the ball as much; you have to throw the ball more, which also allowed for the Vikings' pass rush to go after Aaron a little bit more. Uh, and, and the defense was was porous. I, I think a lot of, of this game. It, I mean, I, I always am harsh on the Packers. This game was probably the first game for us this year where the injuries finally caught up to us uh for some reason people don't talk about how they love to talk about how injured the 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 Buccaneers are even though the Packers are missing three all pro players which I think impacts their team far more than the injuries of of Tampa um but yeah I think it was it was a game where we really missed Zedarius blitzing we drastically missed Jair Alexander um Justin Jefferson was able to do whatever I mean I thought Stokes did such a good job uh, when he was matched up with Thielen or, or Jefferson, of course they beat him a couple times. They're good receivers. That's going to happen. Kevin King, though, is still... If you ever have imposter syndrome, just know Kevin King is still getting paid to play football. So you're you're not that bad at your job. Um, but, and, and, then, and then the line, well, like I said, was there was just a little too much pressure. Of course, now Elton Jenkins towards ACL, too. We, we can't keep anybody healthy. No Aaron Jones yesterday, which the two-headed punch of, of those two is so dynamic. Um, so I, I was disappointed with the Packers because I did think we were we were flat in a lot of ways. There was the dropped interception late in the game that would have been able to give us the ball with two minutes to go and go and get the win. And I think that kind of epitomized the game to me because it was a pick that he easily should have had and then lost it right at the last second. So it, it epitomized the game to me because it was like the Packers just weren't they just weren't finishing plays. They weren't they weren't seeing things through and really executing. Um so I, I'm upset with that, but, but two, I think it was like the injuries finally. This was the first game the injuries really bit us in the ass. Yeah, that's fair. And they still got a good record with this, but, uh, you know. With a two I, seed, I, we're fine. And like, you know, I'm not going to. That's what I thought. Yeah. I, they, at the end of the I, day, I, like, and Minnesota's a much better team, I think, than five and five. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That was my next question. Are the Vikings, 
a playoff team. What do you think? At five and five, do you think they make the playoffs? They've I think played- in the NFC, a hundred percent, they are. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think. I mean, you look at that team. They have everything they need. They they just for some reason they lose games dumb dumb ways. But but you think about it, their quarterback is playing well. They've got two fantastic receivers. They've got a fantastic running game, and they have a good defense. I I don't I I really don't see any flaws in that situation. Uh, and I just watching Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, uh, you know. <laughs> They destroyed me this week in, in fantasy on the same team of some guy. And I was like, I, two receivers being so productive for one team, you know, that's hard to go against. And uh, I, I I think they are more playoff team than there's, their record suggests. I don't think the Packers are any trouble. You watch Rodgers play that game. I don't think Packers are any trouble. Um, I, I, I just think you're right. I think the, the injuries are showing. And, you know, in division games, that happens sometimes. You know, you lose... Exactly. You lose to teams in crazy situations because it's a division rival. Um, you know, it, it happens. The Patriots are always on tap to lose against the Jets every so often just because it's the Jets, you know? It's not because they're okay. good. If I'm going to lose a tough divisional game, I'd much rather lose it to the, like, competitive, probably playoff team Vikings than, than the other two divisional opponents we got this year. That, that one would sting. Like, this one I can still be pissed about, but it's like, ah, we should have won, we played poorly, but they are a solid team. I, I think I'd probably still be angry if we lost to the Lions or Bears. Oh, I love the Lions. Don't talk bad about the Lions. They're my love favorite. Them too. <laughs> I just don't want to be their first win. That's fair. Who does, right? <laughs> Who does? Uh, the Chargers and the Steelers played on Sunday Night Football, and they were in prime time and did not disappoint. Chargers won forty-one to thirty-seven against the Steelers, where they it was ridiculous. They they traded. touchdowns in the fourth quarter like it was a Black Friday sale, come too little too early. There was five TDs combined in the fourth quarter. A 53-yard touchdown to Mike Williams won the game. Austin Eckler tried to be his Jonathan Taylor impression, uh, just fell short of it, but four touchdowns for Austin Eckler, won you your fantasy or lost you your fantasy, depending on what side of the draw you were on. Uh, And Justin Herbert showed once again some clutch genes. Uh, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, reliable as hell. Big Ben played great. I think he played well. I, 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 I... I was happy with how he played. I we really were talking, watched. you know, about how like that Cowboys Cardinals or Cowboys Chiefs game. We walked away and we were like, "I'm not really sold on either of these teams." I kind of walked away from that that game and was like, I, "I think both these teams are legit." Because I think what the Steelers were. I mean, obviously, you don't want to lose a game 41 to 37. But the biggest concern with the Steelers has been is has been Ben. You know, can Ben throw the ball like he used to and 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 you know be able to actually help pass us into some victories. Um, God, I'm gonna, do I forget how to speak? Um, yes. <laughs> but, you know, that's been the question around them. And, and last night, he like, the fact that they were in a shootout like that and, you know, three touchdowns and 230 yards or so, that that told me a lot about the Steelers. Uh, and Najee got injured too, which it, which certainly affected them. But, yeah, that was a game to me that, that I, I I left being a believer in both of those teams. Not, not Maybe not a believer in the sense of, like, I think they're going to make a Super Bowl run, but I think both of them are, are teams that are going to be right there in the playoff race um, and, and could make some noise in the playoffs. I, I, if I'm picking one of them that's going to make a playoff run, I actually still go more Steelers than than, than L.A. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's – I, I – mm, you know, I see what you're saying because, I, I, you know, they have the two receivers. They have Najee Harris. Big Ben played a little better. And their defense is much better than 41 points, will have you believe, for sure. Um but I, I love Justin Herbert and his connection with Keenan Allen, his connection with Mike Williams, his connection with Austin Eckler. 
I just think that team can can really win a lot of games, and I think that you know I trust Justin Herbert more than Big Ben right now. So I think that's where I, my loyalty lies. Um, They've. I mean, I just think that I just think they're a year or two away from really being there. Um, and I think that we've already seen it with this season. They started so so hot, but sometimes with the young teams do, then you're like, oh, they they regressed a little bit. You know, Herbert hasn't been as as Dyson and slicing and Dyson as he was early. Um, so I, for me, it's just I just think the Chargers are are a year or two away. Um, while I, I believe like the veterans leadership of Pittsburgh and and, and just being there all the time. Like, I mean, this Pittsburgh team has been in the playoffs every single year for since Justin Herbert was a baby. So it's more of like that experience that, that I kind of go with um, on Pittsburgh. Um, Upside-wise, certainly, Chargers win that discussion every single time. Right. I, I think if you were making me pick a team to make the playoffs, I would pick the Steelers. If you're making me a team that randomly makes a deep run... I think I'd pick the Chargers. Maybe that's what I'm saying. I just think Chargers. See, I disagree of- because playoff football is different, and and I just don't know if they know how to play playoff football yet. Playoff football is going to be a little uglier, and I haven't seen the Chargers win an ugly game yet. They they they're good at winning these games. They're good at winning these. Let's throw the ball around and and, and be exciting and stuff. I'm not sure though when it when it's cold out and it's a ten to six game. Are they gonna Are they gonna have it? They might. I just haven't haven't seen it from them yet, and and I. I wonder if they've, they've got that grit to do to get those kind of wins yet yeah i mean they play the chiefs still again this year so you know that'll probably be a game that we can look at a little bit uh and the afc is kind of crazy so they'll play some other teams that will get a good look at it but the chargers six and four the steelers are five four and one lol um and what a record, I, what, what a record. and i think that uh there's a lot of good things to look for from both of these teams and from a lot of teams that we weren't really expecting uh, coming out of week 11. So yeah, going kind of from uh, NFL a little bit. Uh, let's let's take a pause because that was a lot of football. There was, you know, it's always hard to, to cover football after a week because it's just there's so many it's games. A lot. It's a lot. And it's a lot. And, the, and I'm really, I'm really glad. I'm really glad that you know we we don't go too, too in depth in like the crappy. We're like, yeah, you teams. We don't need to talk about you that much. Yeah, like I, the 49ers beat the Jaguars if anyone cares, but yeah. I don't. So, no. <laughs> um, you know, and uh, I, I think that, but like I'm looking at all the games we mentioned, you know, for like more than a couple seconds, and those were all pretty big games. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just how it's going to be in this season where we have one extra game. A lot of these games are going to matter a lot, and uh, we will bring all that action to you. Don't you worry. Uh But for now, a reminder that it is the week of Thanksgiving, one of my favorite holidays, a great holiday uh, for all. You know, I'm having some food with friends in the city. Uh, I I think what's funny is I brought this up on last year's Thanksgiving episode. Um, So I'm hearkening back to that. I'm making my dad's recipe for these brown sugar coated carrots uh, that he makes that are from Germany, uh, which are really, really good. That's what I'm bringing to my Thanksgiving. And I love Thanksgiving food, mashed potatoes, stuffing, turkey when it's done right with the gravy and, and, and all of that good stuff. Asparagus, uh, love that. I'm not the biggest cranberry person. I, I feel like that's... Yeah, that's, I'm not a I, cranberry I just, guy. I like it. You know what? I like a good post-Thanksgiving turkey sandwich with a little cranberry on it. That I'll yeah, do. Yeah, I'll mess, I'll mess with that. Yep. I'll mess with that, but just having it as a whole side, it just 
to, compared to everything else, it's just not. Yeah, it's not for me. I know. I, I mean, like you, you're <laughs> gonna you're gonna overeat. You gotta overeat with the uh, with the right stuff. With the right stuff, I know. With my friends, I we were talking about what everyone's bringing, uh, and I have a, a southern friend who's coming, and he's bringing the mac and cheese, and I was like, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> I, I've never done that, but you know, I'm I'm happy to eat mac and cheese anytime. But then there was a conversation about stuffing, and for me, oh, got it. You, know, you gotta have mac. And you cheese. gotta have. I was like, you gotta have mac and cheese. You think? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I do. Never... I think it's a staple now. Just because. Just because it's so like. It's not that hard to make, and Thanksgiving is such a just like it's so many like good comfort food where I you gotta th- you gotta throw mac and cheese, but you gotta make it right. You gotta like you know don't give me this crappy flavorless mac and cheese. I want some I want some doll it up yeah. for me. Right, I mean doll <laughs> doll it up for me. Oh God, you really sounded southern there. Um, come yeah, on, I, come on now. Uh, yeah, with mac and cheese, it always surprises me when people, instead of making mac and cheese, make you, like, pasta with a cheese sauce. That's not the point. You know what I mean? Like, that's a different thing, pasta yeah. with a cheese sauce. You know, mac and cheese has a very distinctive flavor it should have. Uh, I, like, and uh, have I like when they got, like, the it. shells. I like the shells for uh, the shells Thanksgiving mac and cheese. And then, like, you get, it, like, a little, you almost burn, burn the cheese just, like, a little bit. So you got that, or maybe not burn it, but almost burn it, where you got that crispiness right on top. Yeah, no, game, no, it's really over. great with game some breadcrumbs. Yeah, no, it's yep. really great. Yeah. Um, are you are you usually with your family for Thanksgiving? Have you ever done like a friendsgiving, or has it always been with the fam? Uh, my first year in New York, when I was still waiting tables, I had to work on Thanksgiving, so I had to, I, I stayed in. Yeah, it, it sucked. Um, it was horrible. Um, although it was it was I worked at a good restaurant, and then we got like a bunch of leftover Thanksgiving food, so that was kind of fun. But um, so that time I did, but. I almost always come home because my, my mom's birthday is tomorrow, this year, the 23rd. So my mom's birthday is always the week of Thanksgiving. So it's kind of a, a double whammy for me to come home where I get to celebrate her birthday with her. And then my uh, all of her family, which she has, well, nine. Nine siblings, technically. Um, they all come over with all their kids and their kids' kids. Now, you know, all my cousins have kids now. So it's a big... Uh, fun ass shit show over here at the smith house and we used to go to my grandma's and a few years ago we changed it here which was such a game changer because now when i'm just overly stuffed and everything i'm just already home uh which is terrific uh (laughs) and then we play we get we buy like stupid ass shit like i'm trying to think of something dumb that like would like a carry around fan or like a candy bar and we wrap like all that like dumb crap up Basically anything you could find in like a CVS or a Walmart, Walgreens, whatever. You we everybody brings some like stupid ass gifts they wrap, and then we play bingo. And you, oh. uh, you when you get bingo, you go and you you get a prize, and at the end you unwrap it, and usually you try to trade it. It's always just a bunch of like garbage, but it's uh it's a hilarious tradition that when we were kids it was sick though because you get like maybe you get like a plastic gun, and usually there is a good amount of candy, so you get like a big ass candy bar. Um, but yeah, so everyone comes over here, we eat a shit ton of food, we play a little bingo. Now, of course, too, now the cousins, like, stay later, and we all get turnt, so it's a good time. <laughs> okay. Turnt? Uh, turnt? Yeah, no, that's, that's nice. Uh, yeah, I I love Thanksgiving with my family. Um, for me, in terms of going back home, it's always a choice between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and Christmas is way bigger in my family. Um, oh, yeah, I if think- I had to choose between one, Christmas all day. Yeah, so I always choose Christmas. So I spent the last three Thanksgivings 
away from my family, which sucks. I, I hope next one I can spend with them. Last time I just had Thanksgiving alone because it was the pandemic and that sucked. Um, that oh. was that was pretty horrible. That was I, I never want to go through that again. That was that we was pretty. We sad. didn't have that many people when I when I did stay in New York. Like I'm pretty sure it was just like me and it was when I was living with Chris, Katie, and Haley. So I think it was just like kind of us. And I think all of them were busy. So I basically cooked like I cooked. Or actually, no, a couple of them went home. So it was just me. It might have just been me, Chris, and maybe like Katie. I think Haley went home. And I, I made like a, uh, a smaller turkey. I made corn casserole. I made stuffing. I made like everything. I made like a whole thing. And it was kind of depressing after I made it. I was like, oh, I just made all this food. And there's like not that many people to like enjoy this with. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. There's, there's always a Thanksgiving that doesn't uh, measure up to the rest. Uh, yeah, and then I did it. I did it at an ex's place the year before, which was my first time having it with a different family. Uh, and then this year I'll do it with some uh, friends here in New York. So, but Thanksgiving's always nice. The family, you know, the idea that we're in the end part of this year, we should be grateful and and not look back on the year with uh, disdain, but rather on the things that we can look. Especially in the years that we've been in, these last couple have been hard. Uh, so happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Dude, I'm always, I'm always worried about the uh, the time of like. When, when you have to choose between a family, like your significant other and uh, their family's tradition or a holiday or whatever. Like, so my, my sister is, is engaged and getting married in, in June. And one of my other cousins, Abby, who I'm super close with, she's engaged and getting married in May. And so both of them have been talking and telling me, they're like, Matt, you have to make sure that, that Luke, actually, they didn't say that I need to make sure, but they were talking, they're like, we need to make sure that Nick and Luke, their fiancés, have, have such a fun time at our family Thanksgiving this year that they'll never want to go to their family Thanksgivings. <laughs> so that That's is the true. goal of this Thanksgiving is to give them such a blast that their soul, that this is, this is the Thanksgiving they'll go to, which cracks me up. Right. I mean, you know what? I, I'll probably get married to someone American. That's just how my dating life has been so far. Um, I know. It'd be so perfect to marry like a British person. Then Thanksgiving, yeah. you're, you're set. You're set. But here's the thing with my family, right? The, the, what will happen is I will spend Thanksgiving with that with my significant other because my family is less about it. Um, but for me, it's like Christmas won't be a conversation unless 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 my significant other wants wants Chris, wants my family to absolutely despise her. Um, Christmas isn't a conversation. Uh, so that'll be my an plan is just to be super loaded by the time I have to deal with that where. Then all of us can just come together, you know. Hey, no, we'll fly. We'll fly your family out. It'll be fine. We'll f- yeah, we'll pick super somewhere rich. in the middle. There you all, go. All all the all the future issues in life could be solved by being rich, Yannick. Okay, well, you know, let's get on it. <laughs> let's get on it and continue this podcast. <laughs> Maybe that's how. Us. <laughs> that's how we get there. Um, let's go to college football. We talked about professional, but college football also deep in the heat of it. Uh, the top four came Big out weekend. recently. Big weekend. Uh, the top four after this weekend, Georgia, Ohio State now in that second position after their big win at Michigan State. Alabama drops only to the third. Uh, and Cincinnati. Cincinnati! This is, this is just the AP. This is just the AP poll top four. This is just this is just the AP poll. Let me say. Let me say. There's still a right. chance should... that the committee screws Cincinnati. That's true. Sorry, Cincinnati. I didn't mean to give you hope yet. We should wait until the actual poll is out. But this is the AP poll, which we can talk about right now. And I think it's worth mentioning Cincinnati in the top four. Uh, Oregon obviously dropping after a stunning loss to Utah that I don't think anyone saw coming. Um, 
I thought they but were going to lose. I didn't think they were going to get their ass beat. They were never yeah. in that game. Like I, I saw that game and I was like, Oregon's going to lose. Oregon's they're not good enough to, to run the table. We 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 know it. Utah's a, a, a good program year in and year out. Night game, they're going to lose that game. They didn't even show up. It was like I, first time I checked the score, it was like twenty one zero. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad and and really disappointing. disappointing. Yeah, really disappointing. Um, you know, we'll see where Cincinnati ends. The other three teams still in the running, and I say still in the running, meaning like they're ten and one and. They only have one loss. Uh, Notre Dame, Michigan, Oklahoma State. Uh, obviously, Oklahoma State not really in the running, but just want to shout them out there. Uh, no, no, no. I think you are wrong. I think Oklahoma State has a great chance. Because because think about this, Jan. Michigan and Ohio State, one of them is going to get knocked out this week, right? Michigan. Like, like, right. So we'll, we'll, we'll kick out Michigan. So then Mich- Oklahoma State becomes number six. You got number five, Notre Dame, number four, Alabama. If Alabama loses... Mm. Then you got Georgia one, Ohio State two, probably Cincinnati three. Should be Cincinnati three, uh, and then you've got a, a two loss Alabama team, an eleven and one Notre Dame team, and if Oklahoma State wins out, a twelve and one Oklahoma State team that's won the Big Twelve and has beaten Oklahoma and Baylor in their last back to back games. I think there's a chance that if Oklahoma State wins out and Alabama loses that Oklahoma State would actually even jump Cincinnati and be the three seed. You think that – oh, my gosh, Matt. You think that Oklahoma State is going to knock Alabama out of the playoffs? Is that what we're, is that what we're saying? Don't, don't you think a one-loss Big 12 champion deserves it over a two-loss team do that I won think, their division? Do I think yeah, they deserve Oklahoma, it? Sure. But do they're going to they're gonna pick a one-loss Oklahoma State team before they pick Cincinnati. F- fair. Okay, I would I would argue it's more likely that Alabama knocks Cincinnati out and Oklahoma State would finish third. I just I don't see in a world where Alabama gets knocked out by those two teams. They, but I they have they it. have to because otherwise you're going to have to put them at the four and then have them just play Georgia again. Like they if That's, they okay. pick Alabama about that. over. Fair. I, all of these I mean, teams this for this for a rematch, you know? Yeah, like that's because that's the big that's a big part though. Like, like I think that's a big part of it because I think if it wasn't an automatic rematch, then I think Alabama probably would have a really good chance. But I think the fact that they would be because you couldn't put Alabama three, like you you could not. You 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 could try and justify it for four, uh, and they would. But I think the fact that it would be just another rematch with Georgia, they I don't think they could do that to college football. Uh, so yeah, I, I actually didn't think Oklahoma State had a shot at all. And when I was looking like through the standings, it's like they actually have a really good shot because I I put twelve and one Big Twelve champ Oklahoma State way above eleven and one Notre Dame. Eleven and one Notre Dame, who's their best win? Like they don't have a great win. They've beaten a lot of good teams, but they they don't have a great win. And and while I'm not a huge believer in the Big Twelve, it would still be back to back wins over ranked teams, and, and you'd be a conference champion. Um, and, and I think Oklahoma State's is the clearest path. I don't think I don't think Oklahoma, if they do the same thing, if they beat Oklahoma State and then win the, the Big 12, I don't think they have a chance. I think they're too far back. Mm, that's fair. Oh, I did not think about that. That I mean, that makes it a little more exciting. The we'll Oregon loss. The Oregon loss has created a little bit of chaos. Yeah, it has. Uh, Unfortunately, we'll see what- though, all the chaos could be, uh, like, eradicated if Bama beats Georgia. If Bama beats Georgia, it's... It's Bama, Bama Georgia, Georgia, Ohio State, Cincy, and and we're and we're done. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, I mean, 
at least since he would be in there. Uh, the last. Well, week, I guess. I guess twelve and one Oklahoma State could still. Oof, <laughs> that would break my heart. That would break my heart. That would. That one, hard. I don't think that they deserve to be, be chosen, and I, yeah. I would be afraid that the committee would choose them. Yeah, the committee is not my favorite, so I, I, it's hard. They don't make any goddamn sense. No, they don't. They they contradict themselves. They're subjective in times where it doesn't make sense, and objective in times where you, you should have some subjectivity. It, 100%. They're, tru- they're truly, truly, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, in the last week, there's not a lot of things that are going to change. Al- Alabama play Auburn, should win. Georgia play Georgia Tech, should win. Cincy play East Carolina, should win. OSU, however, play Michigan. Uh, you know, so you're saying... Let's say Michigan beats Ohio State. I'm not saying they will. I'm just saying let's say Michigan. They have a shot. Beats, I, yeah, I, I'm. I know. I'm. Just, I'm not predicting that they agreed. will. Agreed. 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 I'm not predicting. But, in the, they but will. in the scenario that they do, in the scenario that they do, who do you think is the benefactor? That do you think OSU falls out of that top four and they don't have a shot anymore? Yeah. 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 This that this this is equivalent to a semifinal game, I think, or a quarterfinal game. Um. I think whoever wins, if Michigan wins, Michigan becomes the the Big Ten spearheader uh, to to go to the championship game. Um, yeah, hundred percent. There you go. And what a, what a you know after people were calling for Harbaugh's head at, like a season ago, that would be a really great turnaround. Um, which would you know? And 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 he finally beat Ohio State. Yeah, that that is kind of that alone. <laughs> that that is the litmus test that everything's going to hold. What do you think it would take for Notre Dame to make it? Um, I, I think, I mean, you can't put them above Cincy. You, you can't put them above the SEC champ. And and, and you can't, I, I think Notre Dame would need, you know, maybe Michigan to beat Ohio State and then Wisconsin or fingers crossed Iowa beats <gasps> Michigan in the Big Ten championship game. Um, I, I think, I think Notre Dame would need the Big Ten champ and the Big 12 champ to be a two loss team. Okay, um, so kind of it. like some really like screwed up stuff happening in the championship. Game. I think yeah. they would need a lot of help. I mean, I know the name Notre Dame gets them more currency than it should because for some reason they still think it's 1950 and Newt is coaching the team. But <laughs> they really they have not beaten anybody. Like they beat Florida State. Florida State sucks. They beat North Carolina. North Carolina's not that good this year. Like it's it's not an impressive schedule. They're, I guess their most impressive win would be Wisconsin. But that Wisconsin team they played and the Wisconsin team that's taking the field right now are two completely different teams. That's true. That's like true. I think if Wisconsin played Notre Dame today, I'm picking Wisconsin. Yeah. I mean, Wisconsin definitely was trying to find themselves still during that. And now they're, they're on a surge for sure. Um, uh, then then you kind of ran into my next question. Is there any chance that Wisconsin loses to Minnesota and we make the Big Ten Championship? I think so. I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance, right? Oh, I don't want to say that, but... I don't want to get... Well, here's my problem, too. I don't want to get my hopes too much on that because we still got to beat Nebraska. Yeah. And that game's always t- that game's always tough. They're, you know, their season's done. Their season's shit. So it always, it's, it'd be a, a great way for them to, you know, go off on a high and, and kind of ruin our chances at a 10-2 and two regular season. So... We we got to get through that game before I get my hopes too much about the Minnesota one, but but I think there I think there's a, a, I think there's a chance. It's it's not one of those upsets that you look like where you're like, no, they're they're not going to get it done. Like maybe, but they're not. Like Northwestern against Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game last year, 
we all knew that there was no chance Northwestern was actually going to win that game. I think Minnesota has a chance. Um, yeah. I don't think they're going to win, but I think they got a chance. Uh, let's hope. We're big gopher fans this weekend. Which big time, a, baby. Big time gopher fans. Uh, and let's go over the Heisman right now. We had two quarterbacks ball out this past weekend. Bryce Young breaking records in Alabama, 559 yards, five touchdowns against Arkansas. And C.J. Stroud, now to be outdone, 422 yards and six touchdowns against Michigan State. Is there any other two that you're considering for the Heisman besides those two? There is not. And, and coming into this week, I, I felt like I felt like those were the those two were the favorite, but I still felt like there were other guys. I think Kenneth Walker, Matt Corral. I, I think there were other guys that were in the conversation this weekend. Totally obliterated that. It's it's a two man race. It's Stroud and it's Young. And and for me right now, I lead towards Stroud uh, because I, I, Bryce Young's been been terrific. But I, there's, there's two reasons I kind of lead towards Stroud. One, I think Alabama would probably still be right where they're at without Bryce Young. Um, I, I think they'd still be very, very dominant, and they maybe they wouldn't be throwing for 550 yards, but, but I think the team as a whole would, would have the same sort of success as they've had throughout kind of the season. While Ohio State, they started the season just not poorly, but a, but a little shaky. Even that first game against Minnesota, they were giving them tests. Obviously, they lost to Oregon. And Stroud's improvement has coincided directly with the Ohio State's improvement. And as he's improved, the team as a whole has improved. Now they've got the highest points, per, you know, highest scoring offense in the country, top ten, in, in basically every offensive category that you can think of. So to me, the team success of Ohio State is is connected with Stroud's success and, and kind of coincides with Stroud's success far more than Alabama's team success and, and Bryce Young. Not that Bryce Young hasn't been great. I, I just think Stroud is more meaningful, more impactful, more I, – like I, I think Ohio State season would look much, much different without C.J. Stroud uh, under center. So I, I lead Stroud. They both got a great chance. I mean – He's got a great moment to have a Heisman moment this week against Michigan. And obviously Bryce Young is really going to have the perfect opportunity. If he goes into that SEC championship game and has a stellar game as a quarterback against that defense, mm. that's going to be a Heisman moment. He's going to win the Heisman just for that. Um, but I lead Stroud right now, um, and we'll see. These next two weeks, both these guys are going to have to ball out to to get their teams where, where they want to be. Yeah, I think this Heisman play race is exactly what it should be, right? You have two great quarterbacks. You can make the argument for any, either of them. Um, I, I don't, it's it's hard for me to see them giving it to a, you know, to a, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's hard for me. I mean, but it's Alabama. I don't know. That's fair. Um, I just think that both of them have a chance to get it, and both of them, if if it plays out the way it should, it should be C.J. Stroud because we expect him to go out, have a good game against Michigan, beat a good Michigan team. We expect him to go to the Big Ten Championship game, beat Wisconsin or Iowa, whoever ends up being there. Uh, and Bryce Young, we expect him to win the last game of the season and lose to Georgia. That's what we're expecting based on how teams have played. But that's the beauty of the Heisman. The Heisman trophy should go to someone who breaks those expectations. Um, so for me, it's CJ Stroud's to lose simply because of how the dice have fallen out with Georgia being in the SEC and not in the Big Ten. Um, but hey, Bryce Young, it's if you right want to go there. out, it's right there for Bryce Young to take it. 
It is. And if you want to go out there and show it, show it. And, and at that point, there's no, there's absolutely no way. You're right. There is absolutely no way C.J. Stroud should get a vote. If Bryce Young, he'll, he'll deserve it. As much as much as my Alabama bias, like against them, that I have, as much as also like it'd be, it would be kind of boring if, if he won since Devontae won it last year. Uh, like it's always boring when a school, the same school, wins it. Um, although it's not like Ohio State has suffered from not winning Heisman's. Um, but yeah, if, if Bryce Young goes, because the only way they beat Georgia is if Bryce Young has a great game. Um, and, and so if they beat Georgia, I, yeah, I think I think we're both in agreement that. They will be going to the college football playoff, probably as the top seed, and and he will be the Heisman winner. Yeah. Well, last scenario, because we love going through scenarios here. Uh, Absolutely. If, if Alabama loses to Georgia, they do what they win next week, and they lose to Georgia. You know, Bryce Young plays fine, but they lose because Georgia's a good team. And if C.J. Stroud loses to Michigan, is it Bryce Young's then? That's, that's a tough hard, one. right? That's, that's a tough hard. one. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, it, I, I think I think you'd have to just see how the how the palm how all the performances were. Like then I think you would just have to like look at those specific games because like if CJ Stroud loses to Michigan but plays really really well, then maybe you still give it to him. I that that's a tricky one. Yeah, I think it would be really close. Then I think you'd have to you'd have to you'd have to base it on. In the game that Bryce Young looked against Georgia and C.J. Stroud looked against Michigan, who played better in those losses, which is so hard to determine. Uh, Obviously, if one of them loses the game for their team, then yeah, it's easy. But I don't think either of these quarterbacks are going to lose the game for their team. Right, yeah. If one of them has like a horrible game, we're like, well, you're done. Yeah. Three interceptions and you're done. Thank you. Come again. Um, Yeah. But it'll be really interesting and I'm excited to have a good Heisman race. It feels really close and we'll see what happens. And college football, as always... It's been it's been night. kind of a boring Heisman race, and and like last week made it exciting. Like those two yeah. balling, balling out, and like now it's like all right, this yeah, this, we've got we've got our Heisman narrative. I'm I'm excited again. So yeah, good job, guys. Good job. Give me a good Thanksgiving present going into the week. Uh, speaking of Thanksgiving, it's NFL week, week twelve. We got Thanksgiving games. We're gonna make our picks here. Just to note, we are restarting the tally keeping because we suck at keeping track and neither of us know where we are. So we're going to restart because because I want to I wanna know what the actual score is and we'll yeah. see. You know, we, should have, for, we should have both just been like, um, yeah, I went undefeated. I didn't get yep, a game wrong. Yep. I actually, I've been hired by a soothsayer after, after, how, after how good I've been. I'm running my ass to Vegas and I'll see you later. All right, so... With week 12, we will go through here. We'll give you the lines as they currently are. Obviously, lines will change, but we're going to pick right now, and we'll go based on how they are right now. So, Matthew, Thanksgiving games. Let's start with those. Bears versus Lions. Bears, the line is currently three and a half to the Bears. Who you got? You know, we both said we like the Lions. We love the Lions. I think the Bears are uh, in kind of a, a bad situation right now. I think Detroit, it's been so, it's been the most heartbreaking season in the world. So I think Detroit, even though they're on a four-game skid on Thanksgiving Day games, including two losses to the Bears, the Lions are going to go get their first win of the season on Thanksgiving Day. That is what I am saying, too. What a perfect thing to happen on Thanksgiving Day of all days. Lions they deserve the it. Win. They deserve it. They're the best, worst team that ever lived. Yeah, They're the best, truly. worst the team best that ever The best 0-8-1 team of all time. 
Literally. Uh, and I agree, the Bears are in a bad position, and they, they're just kind of reeling at this point. And, How is Matt you know, Nagy still a head coach? I don't know. They're going to fire him, hopefully, otherwise that or franchise. I keep, I keep, I had a note earlier, I was like, and Matt Nagy has to be gone by the end of this year, right? But like, I feel like I've said that the year before, and the year before, like every single year. So I don't, he, he if you think only get a soul shark can hold on to a job, no, 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 no. Hold Matt my Nagy, beer. Yeah, hold my beer, Oli. I Oh, I got my. you beat. I got you beat. Uh, the second of Thanksgiving games, Raiders versus Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys coming off of that loss. They are favored at seven. Do you think the Cowboys cover, or will the Raiders give them some trouble? I think the Raiders are going to give them some trouble. I, I, okay. I think this is going to be. A, I think this is going to be a, sh- a shootout and, and a, a lot. You know, I'm, for some reason, um, a lot of my family are Cowboy fans, so we watch the Cowboy game. I mean, obviously, I watch the games intently because I'm a sports maniac, but. We as a whole kind of watch the Cowboys game a, a little more closely here. They don't really play that well on Thanksgiving. Like mm. in games that they should win, they sometimes play a little sloppy. So I, I think Dak's going to have a, a good game after a horrible game in Kansas City. But I do think the Raiders are going to cover. So I got I got Dallas winning, but by six. Oh, okay. So a close one there. Uh, I think the Cowboys are going to cover. I think that they went into the Chiefs game confident, and they came out looking like they lost to the Chiefs defense. That has to sting. Um, and I think that the Raiders, they're going to give them some trouble. I think it's not, it's going to be a close one, but I think the covers, Cowboys are going to cover, win by 10 in a revenge win for them. Uh, so that's our first differ already. So we'll see who gets that one right. And the final game, really interesting one on Thanksgiving. I'm super excited. Bills versus Saints, both coming off of disappointing games. Saints getting schlacked by the Eagles for 40. Bills getting schlacked by the Colts for 41. So whose defense can rebound, really? Um, Bills are currently favored at four. I have the Bills covering with a revenge win. I'm going to go for a double revenge win on Thanksgiving for those teams. Um, it'll be close, though. With this, I think the Saints D kind of packs it up, and I think the Bills win by, like, five or something like that. Um, but I'm going to say the Bills cover on Thanksgiving night. Yeah, this is uh, honestly one of the toughest games, like, to pick all year, I feel like. You don't really know what to make of either of these teams. Um, yeah. I, I, I think... Part of me was leaning towards the Saints because I do think that coaching staff is going to put together a really good game plan. They're going to they're going to be ready to go. Uh, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna side I'm gonna go with you and side with you and that Buffalo wins and covers because I think they have to. I, I think like New Orleans we didn't really expect that much from this season from them. You know, like even at five and five, I think we're all like, hey, you know, they're having a, a solid year post you know the Breeze retirement. The Bills are supposed to be in the Super Bowl. So I, I think I think they get it right, and I think they cover and beat the Saints. But it's a close one. I, I think I think New Orleans leads most of this game uh, until the fourth quarter, and then the Bills make enough plays because they don't. They're in trouble. Right, and if you think about it, the Bills lose this game, and then they have to go into New England, and then they're screwed if they lose that and, game. And you're not, and you're not, and you're going into New England not feeling good about yourself. Right, at exactly. All. Exactly. You're, you're, stumbling, if, you're stumbling into it, New England. You're not, you're not coming in there defiantly. You're, you're drunkenly falling through the door. Exactly. And the, the thing about playing in Foxborough, teams who are hot can stay hot in Foxborough. Teams who are on decline never come back and change their luck in Foxborough. Yeah. That's not, not a, how that not works. A, not a get-right game place. No, exactly. So I think in order to not really you know, knock them out of the playoff conversation, or at least for their division, I think they're going to need to win this game, and I think they will but just barely. 
Uh, Steelers versus Bengals, another division game here uh, in this one after the Bears and Lions played on Thanksgiving. Steelers just had that heartbreaker. Bengals knocked the doors off the Raiders a little bit. Uh, the Bengals are current flavored at, at, at three and a half, uh, which, is, which is a good cover considering the Steelers looking good. Uh, I got the Steelers winning this one. I'm going with revenge games. That's my theme for this week is revenge games. I think the Steelers, they know they played well. They got unlucky. Uh, and I think that they come off this one and win against their division rivals. I like the Bengals, but I still think the Steelers, like we've talked about, are a good team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Bengals are legit. Like, there's there's certainly no no two ways about it. You always wonder when a team, a young team like that, kind of starts out the way they how they did. You're like, all right, how's the whole city season going to go? They're legit, certainly, and I think they're going to be in the playoff race. But there's there's something about playing a divisional rival who you've had to call daddy for about two decades. This is, this is, this is more of a, a mental hurdle, I think, than like an actual on the you know, field hurdle for Cincy. And that's why I'm going with Pittsburgh as well. I just think Pittsburgh is, they're finding themselves and it's, it's, they've got that mental edge and I, and I think they're going to, they're going to get the win. Are we calling him Big Daddy Ben then? Is that what, is that what Joe Burrow is going to call him? Kind of, kind of a good nickname. Ooh, it is a good nickname. That's what he should go by. Uh, Bucks versus Colts. This is gonna be. It's horrible. Um, Bucks versus Colts is gonna be a great game, and I, I'm, I'm so excited um, because the Bucks here have a chance. I mean, they play tonight against the Giants. We expect them to win. You know, we expect them to blow the doors off the Giants. But uh, you know, they play here against the Colts, and here's the chance to shut people up. You know. Bucks, they've been, we've been kind of back and forth on the Bucks a little bit. Are they as good as, as like a Super Bowl run would entail in the NFC? Um, but if they beat the Colts after what they did to the Bills, I think everything will be right, um, at least in the media's eyes. They're favored by two and a half right now. On the other hand, if the Colts go out there and knock the doors off the Bucks, I'm so excited. That would be so much fun to watch. And it kind of throws everything into, into, the, the, Colts, into the air. If the Colts do that, like, we got to start talking about them as – AFC, like one of the AFC favorites. Yeah, I mean, I think we're already talking about them as an AFC favorite. I think I we think can talk fair. about them as a Super Bowl contender. I mean, I like, that's really, fair. I if they blow the doors off the Bills and the Bucks in consecutive weeks, I yeah. mean, and then they're going to play the Patriots. If they get those three wins in a row, who's more impressive? I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't think anyone. So, You're right. um, I don't think they're going to do it. I, I just don't. I think. I think the Bucks are going to cover barely. I think they're going to win by a field goal. They're favored by two and a half. I think they're going to win by a field goal. I just think Arians is smart enough that he'll plug up the middle with Jonathan Taylor and make Carson win the game. And as we've talked about, for me, I don't believe he can do that yet. I don't. I'm, I haven't seen enough to make me confident with that. So I'm saying it's going to be close for sure. Carson has to win this game, and he doesn't. Bucks win by a field goal. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Colts. I, I think this is a horrible matchup for, for Tampa Bay um, because of how, how the offense is, is run in, in Indianapolis and because that, that defense is so stout. Um, I think the defensive injuries for Tampa, too, are, are certainly going to help Wentz be able to throw that ball uh, around the field a little bit better. But, yeah, I mean, we talked about it. Jonathan Taylor playing at MVP level recently. Um, even though we know he won't get the MVP, we at least can start the, the campaign. Jonathan Taylor, Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, I got Indy with the upset win. Okay, there you go. Colts beat the Bucks. That would be so exciting. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that if that happens. Um, Panther, we have a couple, just prefacing this, we have three games that right now are even money. Um, so this is going to be interesting. I noticed Panthers, that. Panthers and Dolphins. And, then, and, the, Packer, and the Packer line is only like one point. 
Yeah, it's ridiculous. So it's going to be interesting to see what we pick here. Panthers and Dolphins are even money. Uh, who are you picking? I mean, talk, talk me into it if, if you're picking the other team. But I, I know, I know, right? Uh, Carolina. <laughs> I, I just think that, 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 <laughs> that, that defense against that offense, and, and even though they struggle a little bit more against Washington this week in, in Cam's second game, I, I think – he, he's getting better. I think just the vibes that he brings to Carolina are, are really making that team into a more of a confident team. And, and Christian's getting healthier and better. Carolina. Right. And come on, I can't believe guys. it. Honestly, I can't believe this one's even. Like a few of them, I was like, yeah, I get why that's even. But I'm like, you're not going to favor Carolina at all against the Dolphins? Okay, yeah, Vegas. I, the Dolphins just, they beat the Jets and everybody's ready to give them the trophy. I'm like, yeah, the Jets signed Joe Flacco because they don't have a choice. <laughs> like, Everyone they beats the Jets. Like the the Patriots when they were one and three beat the Jets. You know what I mean? Like they like everyone beats the Jets. They're just they're the worst team in the league. They're uh, a historically bad defense. Right. The Lions, if they play the Jets this season, will blow the door. They will beat them thirty five <laughs> to zero. Like they will they will shut them out. And DeAndre Swift will have like five touchdowns if they play the Jets. It's like Jared Goff is just gonna look like I don't even know. He's gonna look like Super Bowl Jared Goff. That's what he's gonna yeah. look like. He's gonna throw five touchdowns. He wasn't even that good of a quarterback on that Super Bowl run. No, you're right. He's going to make Quentin Cephas look like Megatron. He's literally like, like that that seems going to be ridiculous. Uh, But yeah, I think we both agree. Panthers, much better team uh, than the Dolphins. And Dolphins are going to have to win eight in a row before I call them any kind of okay. Um, Titans versus Patriots. Big game for the Patriots. We talked about it. They got this four-game stretch. Patriots are favored by five and a half, which is a lot. Um, Titans didn't play well this week, don't get me wrong, and they lost Derrick Henry, remains to be seen if they can make that thing up. But the Patriots, I mean, yes, they blew the doors off the Browns, but the Browns have their own problems, and they blew the doors off the Falcons, but the Falcons are the second worst team in the league. So I think that, you know, I think the Titans are better than five and a half. I'm picking the Patriots to win, but with Nick Falk, who's been hitting field goals like crazy, I think they win with a Nick Falk field goal, but Titans cover. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the Patriots to win this one, too. Um, I, I think Tennessee is going to cover, though. So we're, we're, right, we're right in the same agreements. I think, I think the Pats win. I think it's going to be a, a close, just tough, muddy. I mean, it, it's going to be exactly what you would expect from a Mike Vrabel versus Bill Belichick. Oh, yeah. Team. They both know each other very well. They're, they're going to pull out all the stops. You know Vrabel's going to want to get that win. Uh, and, and, yeah, we can be like, ah, the, can you believe Tennessee lost the Texans? They also lost to the Jags and then bounced back really well after that. So I'm not totally like the sky is falling with Tennessee, but I, I do think Pats win, Tennessee covers though. So yeah, agreed. And I think it's going to be like nine, 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 six. Like it's, yeah. it, it, no one might, there might not be a touchdown in this game uh, because Mike Rabel and Bill Belichick are going to be like, I might lose, but I'm not letting you score. <laughs> I'm not letting you score. It's going to be <laughs> ugly. It is going to be ugly. Eagles-Giants, NFC East matchup. Eagles looking great. Giants, I mean, maybe they do something against the Bucks to make me think otherwise, but uh, they are, you know, less of a great team. Let's just say that. Uh, Philly currently favored at three and a half. What do you think? You think Philly covers or the Giants? Can they do something, especially now that Saquon Barkley is getting a little more healthy? Philly special, baby. Philly, Philly, Philly. Philly. Philly, yeah, Philly. You know, like I said, I've been high on Philly the last few weeks. They keep they keep proving me right. They looked really good this weekend. Uh, Jalen Hurts keeps on rolling after proving they proved me right now after he proved me very very wrong. And um, I think loss here, you, you start getting that that hot seat on on Mr. Joe Judge a little bit more. I know he hasn't been there long, but 
They are, uh, as we know, in New York, it's a, it's an impatient uh, city. Yeah, that's true. And uh, another team that I expect a lot of changes soon. Uh, let's talk about two games that I, w- I would bet my life on we will not talk about next week. Uh, Falcons-Jaguars, even money. This is going to be the quickest picks we've ever made. Falcons-Jaguars, even money. I'm going to read to you exactly, guys. This is what I have in my notes. Oof, semicolon. Falcons, semicolon, I guess. That's what I. That's what I have in my. That's what I have in my in my pick. <laughs> uh, here, here are my exact my exact quote. Atlanta is just a sorry ass team. The Jags suck, but at least those guys seem like they want to prove at least a little something. I'm taking wow. the Jaguars. I can't pick Atlanta. I can't, like that team. Watching them on Thursday night, of course, the credit give the credit to New England, but you're also watching Atlanta. You're just like, dude, you guys can't like it was embarrassing so I, I think the jacksonville jaguars at least have have something that they want to prove uh so i got the jags okay there you go that's a sad sight oh matt ryan poor guy uh next game jets versus texans uh texans just went in and you know beat a team they weren't supposed to beat on the back of tyrod taylor jets are the sorriest team in the land uh texans are favorite at 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 three there's two two and eight teams here one just won, and the other one made the, the Dolphins look like a Super Bowl team. So, uh, I, I mean, if you want to pick the Jets, please pick the Jets and, and talk me otherwise. But I, we, it's right. Texas. Time it's out, baby. It's Texas. Okay, perfect. Thank you. We can move on from that disaster. Chargers Broncos. <laughs> my, my first note for that game literally was, do we really have to pick this game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, like, I can't no, believe No one cares. It. No one cares. Even the players of Houston and the Jets, they don't give a shit. Tyrod cares because he's making a resume for himself. <laughs> that's about it. Uh, Chargers versus Broncos, another division battle that's going to be really important. You know, Chargers, they they just had this great win. Broncos coming off a bye, I believe. Uh, Chargers are favored at two and a half, which I mean a field goal would, would, would help them cover... Uh, Broncos are decent, you know, they kind of have flash potential. They gave Cortland Sutton, like, four years and $60 million, like, a couple hours ago. Um, which I was like, what? what? Why? Um, but, um, We don't I, know who's <laughs> gonna be throwing you the ball, Cortland, but here's much money. You're the only person that's gonna stay here. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I mean, if you wanna pick the Broncos... Go ahead and pick the Broncos. I'm, you I'm know, you know, I have not been a Broncos believer. Like they're 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 a very good like not they're a good, they're a good bad team. Like they've beaten some of those lower you know the teams that maybe you say you should beat. But whenever they play an opponent besides the Cowboys, whenever they play an opponent that like actually has some some merit to them, they they don't they almost don't even show up. They kind of get blown out. So yeah, I got I got Herbert and the Chargers rolling. All right, Herbert. Okay, there you go. Herbert continues to roll. Here's a game you care about and is close. Rams versus Packers. Packers are currently favored at one point, like you said. Packers, you know, they, they lose a game where they play well, but, you know, at the same time, injuries show up. Uh, and by play well, I mean Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. That situation was good. Uh, Rams offense, they, they come off a bye. They have not looked connected since the loss of Robert Woods and the addition of OBJ, questions about whether they've kind of lost their rhythm a little bit. Um, in my head, I'm interested to hear what you think. I think the Packers' defense is is better than last week insinuates. And granted, the injuries are showing, but I just don't trust that the Rams figured it out in a week. You know, I, I don't trust that. 
And if I'm picking a team to win, which is what a one point cover kind of insinuates, I'm, I'm picking the Packers. I'm, I'm picking the Packers. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I got to go with Green Bay because I'm a homer, but um, but for, for legitimate reasons too, I, I agree with you. I think like that Rams offense just seems to not be in that same. Like, if, if they were looking like they were in the first few weeks, and if they had Cooper and, and Robert Woods, because as we saw last week with the Vikings, if you get two very good receivers, the with the injuries that, that Green Bay has, uh, you, you can really exploit some of the, the defensive back play for, of Green Bay, um, particularly if the, the pass rush isn't there. But I, I, I'm hoping we'll get a little bit healthier, and I think the fact that that, that offense isn't clicking as much is, is going to help. Um, and and I, Aaron at home, it's tough to ever pick against him. So I think Green Bay gets this one. We bounce back with a nice win. There you go. Well, Green Bay lost to Vikings last. Uh, lost to the Vikings. Not lost to Vikings. Um, they lost to Vikings. We lost our Vikings. Uh, the Vikings came in, and uh, oh boy, um, the Vikings play the 49ers this week, and it's the 49ers that are favored by three points. Granted, Vikings record not great, but coming off this win against the Packers, you'd think. Oh, I don't know about that, and it's not like the 49ers have looked fantastic, although. Now with Debo Samuel going off, you, you do have a little more faith in them. What do we think? 49ers, Vikings. I'm going with the Vikings. I, I, I think that was a, a, an impressive win yesterday. It, it was one of their best performances. Like you said, the offense really has been good. I, I hate to ever give Kirk Cousins too much credit, but he's playing really, really well this year. Um, he got extremely lucky that he didn't get more interceptions yesterday, but as of right now, leading the league in touchdown-to-interception ratio – uh, and I, I just think that that Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen duo, when they get going, it, it's tough for any team to to stop those guys. Um, so yeah, I think I think the, the Minnesota offense is starting to click. Their, their passing game isn't great, but neither is or their passing defense isn't great, but neither is the Niners' passing game. Um, so I, I I got the Vikings going into San Fran, getting the upset win. There you go. I, I also picked the Vikings. I just think it's hard to pick against them after every part of their offense was clicking last night. Um, so I, I, I do think that it's going to be close, but I think the Vikings win and therefore obviously cover that spread. Uh, Browns-Ravens, really important uh, for the Browns in this one. Uh, they barely beat the Lions. We didn't talk about that game too much because who cares. Um, yeah, Ravens currently favored at four. You know, Lamar Jackson was out this week. They still won, um, but he was out with some sickness that isn't COVID, I suppose. I, I never know anymore. Um and yeah, we'll see whether he plays or not. But provided he plays, let's let's say in a world that he plays, uh, do you do you think this is an easy one for the Ravens given the Browns' uh, offensive struggles? Uh, I think it'll still be a close one, just because these two these two teams, especially over the last couple of years, have, have developed a nice little rivalry in between each other. We had, I mean, that that game between them was it last Hope year game? or earlier this year was was you know. 48 to 45 like it was crazy and it was it was so much fun so i think it's gonna be a close one but i do have baltimore covering that four point spread i just i just think lamar especially if he comes back he's gonna he's the kind of guy that's gonna be so pissed not so much that they lost but just that he couldn't play you know like you can tell lamar actually just wants to be playing football 24 7 so i think he's gonna come out and and just really not so much have a chip on his shoulder as much as just be like, yeah, I'm going to ball out this week because I couldn't play last week. So I got Baltimore winning and covering. There you go. I also have them winning covering by a touchdown, and I think the Browns are just – they need to get rid of Baker Mayfield. That's all. Um, Seahawks versus Washington, our last pick, and the last one that is even money as well. You know, 
who thought that the conversation was who do you trust more at quarterback, Russell Wilson or Taylor Heineke? But that is the question I'm going to ask you right now, Matthew. <laughs> I, I suppose I still probably trust Russell a little bit more, but I'm, I'm picking Washington to win because I, I think the state of, of Seattle is DEFCON 1. Like, I, I don't think it's good in, in Seattle right now. We talked about it earlier, how we, we both expect it to possibly be the final season for not only Pete Carroll, but possibly Russell Wilson in Seattle. Like, I just think things are are really bad in Seattle. Meanwhile, all Ron Rivera does in Washington is just coaches those boys up week in and week out, and they, they get tough wins, wins they probably don't deserve or you don't think they're going to get, but that's just what Ron Rivera does. So, yeah, I got Washington beating Seattle. Here's an interesting question I, I'll, I'll say first. Um, I also have Washington beating Seattle. I just trust that connection between Taylor and Terry more than I trust Russell and his receivers right now. They're just not on the same page. Um, and I think that's going to mean a lot in this game uh, where Washington's defense is, is still decent. They've had some off times, but I still think they're a good off defense. Um, do you think Washington is a place that Russell could go? I mean, you think you look at Washington, Taylor Honecky's, you know, good filler. He's not the answer. Um, do you they think don't, Russell... Yeah, they, they don't have a quarterback. Yeah, I think that's a great place for him right? to go. And that's I think that idea. would be a great place. I think because I think, too, I think Russ... I mean, you got to remember who he's married to. I think Russ wants to be in, in, a, in a bigger market. And, of course, it doesn't matter as much in the NFL where basically any city is still a big market. You know, you're not – it's different from, you know, playing in the NBA um, as opposed to the NFL just because the, the league's so big. But I, I do think Russ wants to be in, in like, a, a bigger city where, you know, the, the media is there. And, and Washington, think about whatever you want on, about their different sports teams. It's where – a lot of media, you know, resides, and, and it is a major city in the, the sense of uh, American sports cities. So I think that would be absolutely would be a big one. I wonder if Seattle, though, I, I think ah, they probably keep him in the NFC. They probably want him to go to the AFC if they could, but right. I mean, you're saying I think as Seattle, you can look at Washington and be like, that's far away. You know, like I don't think we are going to have to worry about Russell and Washington. Yeah, um, not as much. Not as much. And, and that's a team like you're like, well, you know, it might not work out perfectly. Like it's not like a – I don't think that would be one of those trades where we'd all be like, oh, now Washington's the fa- – like when when uh, Stafford went to the Rams, we were all like, oh, damn, the Rams might be the best team in the NFL. I don't think like Russell to Washington would do that, and I think that would probably make Seattle be a little more accepting of doing the trade. For sure, and I think you maybe you get Heineke in the trade. You get little passover quarterback that you know can play regular minutes. Um, and G- and I, I think, mean, Gino's played well for them. During, I mean, like, yeah. no, for sure, Gino has played well for them for sure. I don't know if they're ready to hand the reins over to Gino. No, I mean, I think I mean, once you go on from Russell Wilson, you're 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 looking for someone just to hold over till you draft your next guy. That's true. I mean, do you think the Seahawks tank to get a rookie like Bryce Young or like or like CJ Stroud? Um, I think it's it's you know I don't know if, I don't know if see I don't know if Seattle is going to have the option to tank. I think it might just be a I think it might, it might just, just be bad. They might just <laughs> like there's, tank. There's a lot of there's a lot of problems with that team though. Like I, I don't think finding the quarterback for the future is what's going to turn them around. You know, like that 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 team needs help top to bottom. That's, that's true. All right. Well, there are our picks. We got a lot of the same ones, but some key different ones that will start us off here in week 11. 
Uh, with that, our normal sports coverage is over. Let's do a little show and tell. I'm going to start us off here. I just want to let you guys know that I watched Ted Lasso finally, both seasons of Ted Lasso. And yeah! I, football I, is life! Football is life. And I, as someone who has loved soccer my whole life and like not understood why other people, this show is just perfect for it. And I, and I love everything they're doing with it around the conversations about mental health, around, around like, around the sports coverage in general, the intricacies of how they deal with tactics and how they deal with like showing in-game drama. And it still has like interesting things. So you're not just like, feel like you're playing like manager mode in FIFA, which is what I was worried about a little bit. Um, and, and the characters are also lovable and also imperfect. It's just a perfect show for me. I, I love it. I've, I've rewatched it since I watched it. That's how much it's great. And I just think there's so many good TV shows based on sports that can be made with this model in mind. You know what I mean? I think it's just different enough from what used to be done where people can care again. Um, if you focus a little more on the sports and make the people a little more, you know, like, I don't know if like the, the sports word. play too is actually like, that's always something that I get so frustrated with in watching stuff. Where it's like the, the people you have out there don't look like they don't move like athletes. They don't look like that. Like that's not how a game is played. And of course, there's like some of the dramatic stuff where they, you know, set piece, last minute goal. Uh, but it's not quite like like Friday Night Lights. I remember they literally won every single game on the last play. Like they'd be like seventy yards back and they'd like run it up the middle and would, of course, make it to the house with zero on the clock. Like. The the play that they show actually feels like authentic, and I think that does so much for a sports show because like it feels like you're actually watching a show about sport. Like I don't know, it, it just makes it feel more grounded in the sport and, and realistic. Yeah, I agree, and I also think like the players look more like athletes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes I watch a football player in a TV show running with the football, and I'm like, I you look like you've held a football yeah. for the first time. Where yeah, these it's horrible. Like, it's horrible. It's horrible. Or a quarterback throwing it is always the worst because you're like, <laughs> you're just like flinging that up there. Right. Um, it's it's terrible. And I think the first time I saw all these players, like the TV show literally starts off with a montage of like skill work. And it's so, I'm just like, did you guys just hire actual Premier League players to be in your show? Like, what is this? Uh, I love the different accents and they like really work with you know, different people from different parts of the UK, as well as bringing like that international vibe. You have Sam Obasanya, so you learn a little bit about Nigerian culture. It's and so it's, cool, and it's just like it's an accurate depiction of soccer. Like, you know, if you've got if you've got an inter- like a, a team that is on the top echelon, like yeah, you're gonna have guys from all over the place. Yeah, exactly, and it's still, but it's still fun. It's not like too much seriously realistic. It's still so much fun, and I I love it. So I just wanted to tell you if you haven't yet, like me for a while, watch Ted Lasso, and you care anything about sports, even if you don't, but especially if you're listening to this podcast and you want something to watch, watch Ted Lasso. You will not be disappointed. It rules. I love that show so much. Like it, it is just I like, and I know like the biggest critique I've heard of it is that it's like, well, it's just like to feel good like there's not enough conflict like every other show out there is like so conflict filled and so anxiety like giving it's so nice to have a show where it's like the stakes just aren't that high like i love like they're high enough 
where you, you're still invested in everything, but you're never like, you know, there's just like, like Breaking Bad. It's just exhausting to watch sometimes. And oh, and it's it, like yeah. the P like, or even just like a show where like everyone's a dick. Like I, the show rules. I love it. Watch Ted Lasso. Watch Sex Education. Keep making British TV. I don't know if Ted Lasso's technically. It's like a British slash American production, yeah, I, I think. I give it the I give it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if this was like a normal TV show that has drama, Nate would have like shot someone in the locker room. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, or like Ted's Ted's son would have had gotten cancer, and now he has to deal with that. All right, or like, even just love like the moments like where like there is. I mean, I don't want to like give any big spoilers, but like there's you know someone reveals this bad thing they did, and. Like, normally I feel like in TV shows, like, the person that they, like, apologize to is just like, well, I'm not over this. And then it's, like, a three-episode thing where they drag out this big drama. And, like, I love it. They were just like, you said sorry? I forgive you? It's okay? And I'm like, yes! Like, not every apology has to be this big dramatic storyline. Like, sometimes people are just like, yeah, it's it's all right. I understand. Right. And sometimes the the way that they use, like, things getting getting patched up between people on that show so well, they use that as the twist because you think everything's going to be okay and right. then something happens. It's great. I think it's really smart writing as well. And yeah, watch Ted Lasso. Uh, last thing we'll say about it. Matt, did you bring anything to show and tell? Nah. You Go told ahead. me you I were just going to bring something. <laughs> no, that's fair. I, I I wasn't sure. I wanted to give you the option in case you did, but I, watch, I just watch Sex to... Education. That's right. I'll just drop that again. Perfect. Okay, well then, we'll go more, into our... More, more sex education than I ever received in 18 years of parochial school. That is sad. Everyone, thanks, that's not thanks, funny. Catholic school. <laughs> that is sad. Abstinent, uh, abstinence go. training, leading to unplanned pregnancies for hundreds of years. Oh boy, that should be on a bed. My dad, my dad used to uh, tell me a hilarious joke, because like in, in the Catholic school you learn uh, family planning, since you're never supposed to use any um, protection. And my, my physician father, when I first learned about family planning, I was talking to him about it. And he's like, yeah, you, you want to know what they call uh, people that do family planning? Uh, what? And parents. It doesn't work. <laughs> uh, God, that's a good one. I know. That's, one. I'm like, that's, that's clever. That's clever. All right. Well, let's move on to the quick fire questions. Let's put you on the hot seat before we go here. Um, I talked about it at the beginning that you kind of were reading my mind. First question, Jonathan Taylor has entered the MVP conversation, but unless he keeps scoring five touchdowns a game, he won't win it. So my question for you is, will we see a non-QB MVP in the next five years? No. Oh, I wanted you to agonize. No. (laughs) No. I wish I could say yes, but I don't trust trust this. Yannick, I'm to the point now where I'm like, as good as Jamar Chase has been, I Throw all your money on Mac Jones to win Offensive Rookie of the Year because it, they just they just only give awards to quarterbacks and and it's the way the game's played and how much more the quarterbacks used. It, no, I wish. Oh. That's what, but I feel like that's why they have the Offensive Player of the Year award. So they're just like, and here you go, skill positions. This is for you guys. That's fair. Okay. Well, then we'll just focus on that uh, for Jonathan Taylor. Uh, in the NBA, we didn't talk about it this episode, but lots of NBA action still going on. Uh, Bulls are top of the East. Warriors are top of the West. Who is most likely to end there by the end of the season? Whew. Man, I, 
I feel like the Warriors have more chances to lose it because I like I think about who actually could take that from the Bulls. It's probably like the Nets and maybe the Heat. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Warriors just because. I mean, God, they're playing really good. And I know last episode I, I said how I'm not a believer, and I'm still not a massive believer in their in their NBA championship uh, winning. But they're playing really good defense, and and uh, yeah, I'll go Bulls or I'll go Warriors. Sorry. Okay, go Warriors. Yeah, I know it's a tough one because the Bulls are playing so well, but the Nets are tied in record with them, which kind of crazy considering how much we've hyped up the Bulls that someone's tied with record on them. You'd think they were undefeated, um, but yeah, the Warriors are in a much more competitive west i think so what are you going to pick but yeah i agree with you i think warriors probably i, I there. think there's more like there's more teams in the west that i think could get that one seed from them but yeah um, i'll go warriors there you go all right and the final one i have two things i'm going to say to you and you need to tell me which one is going to happen first all right all right manchester united wins the premier league again or Someone on Jeopardy beats Matamodio's 38-day streak. That is a uh, that's a good. I mean, I think I have to go with Manchester United because Matamodio's streak is is like the second longest streak ever, right? Yeah, it's the second longest ever. So I think I got I think I gotta go. Manchester United wins a Premier League title. Uh, I don't know when it's gonna be, <laughs> but um, it's probably gonna be before somebody wins 39 straight Jeopardy games. Oh boy, yeah. I mean, I was gonna even say Ken Jennings, but then I knew it would be pre- that would be too easy. That would yeah, be, like, that would, that would be that, too easy. That would be too easy. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us on this Thanksgiving week episode. So happy to talk football and soccer and all that jazz with my buddy Matt one more time. My brother Matt. Let me correct myself for this Thanksgiving. I'm grateful that I have someone Catch to yourself. Me for that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, But thank you all for joining us. We're so happy to be back on this consistent train of podcasting. We will see you next week. And as always, hey, happy Thanksgiving and cheers, y'all.